I'm not sure you are you talking to me? Love Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success and also the NAFI Western and Mid-Atlantic Regional Coordinator. Every week I get to bring you a dynamic guest, and today we have another dynamic guest and fabulous topic to talk about. Her name is Sarah Deutsch, MS. She is a multimedia artist, creative arts therapist, and teacher who focuses on creativity as a healing force. Her journey has led her into many worlds. She trekked along in the Himalayas and lived in virgin jungles of of the Hawaiian Islands, eating only fruit and wild vegetables. Sarah draws from doctoral study in psychobiology and east-west psychology. Years in a completive order, 27 years of private practice, college teaching, and multimedia exploration. She also is a great artist and writer. Her books include Extended Family, Original Fairy Tales with Art and Heart, Creative Collaboration, Magic Ways to Create Cartoons and Stories Together, Telling Your Story with the Five-Minute Muse, Your Life in Short Stories, Poems or a Novel, Creative Meditations with Your Five-Minute Muse, Exploring Ink Blocks, Energy Prints, Colic, and Digital Painting. Five-Minute Magic for Creative Writers, Send Your Critic on Vacation, and Mandalaya Magic, an interactive book for children and their parents. Most of us cannot even write one book, and look at all the ones she has completed. Welcome, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you as a guest on my show today. Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. What, who or what in your life influenced you the most? Well, that is a big question because so many things did and are still influencing me. I had a very uh, alone kind of childhood. This is how I began exploring my own creativity. I, I liked being alone, and I began writing and playing with colors and art when I was very, very young, so that's a big influence. I had a long, long lifetime in graduate school, and I studied everything from monkeys. I was in a, a, I was in what was then called psychobiology. Now it is, there's no such thing anymore, but it was the beginning of the realization of how everything is connected, and that was a very big influence. Uh, so then I traveled. I was just about to get my Ph.D., and I just couldn't deal with the academic world anymore. So I ran away to India, and there, again, this was an enormous influence because when you go to another culture, it extends your whole perception of what reality is. And I have many adventures. This is what started me writing my own creative autobiography and started me teaching other people how to do that. So there are many, many other experiences. Everything is an influence. I went through deaf experiences several times, which again really extended my idea of reality. So I think that's enough for now. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. What's your core message and, and your theme? 
Okay, well, that's uh, my big umbrella again is about our infinite creativity, which most of us have forgotten we have. As children, we knew that we were totally creative and, and we could. Uh, but somehow, in the course of our education, which unfortunately has been mostly very linear, we forgot that and we began kind of more plodding along in the 3D world, forgetting that we have access. Okay, let me give you an example. This is from a book by Tony Buzan, uh, who does a lot of work with mind mapping. But he has uh, examples of people, physicists and people who, who study the cosmos, that our brain can make more connections than all of the atoms in the entire universe. Now, you should probably be shivering a little when you hear this. This means your brain is connected to infinite mind. And that is my main message because, for me, that's the big thing, who wow. I am. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you really got that, you would be kind of quivering a little the way I am. Every time I say that and understand it, it changes my entire world, and I'm not this tiny little person consumed with money and houses and cars. I'm in an entirely different world. Yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. Tell me about your 5-Minute Muse series of books. Okay, well, I started writing, I wrote one book a long time ago, like 2007, and actually published it in a physical form. It was called, Dandel it's called uh, Secrets of the Dandelion, and it's a book of healing. But recently, in the last year since I moved to the desert, and I found myself just obsessed with writing, especially from all of my classes. I was mm -hmm. teaching. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to you. Okay, good. 28 years of, of teaching, and I put all of my books, into, all my teaching into books. And the first one, there were books about writing, some of the ones you mentioned. Uh, but recently, okay, the five-minute muse books are about from my classes, being able to use five minutes to do remarkable creative things. And the five-minute period is so magical. When you train yourself to relax and to focus at the same time and to write as fast as you can for five minutes, you will be amazed at what comes from you. Uh, in one of my, well, I don't know whether to say that, but yeah, I'll tell you. One of my classes, there was an engineer, an older man, perhaps he was 70, and he had never written before. And one of my assignments in class was to have everybody write for five minutes no matter what without stopping. So we all did that. And at the end of five minutes, the bell rang. The man stood up and he said, what is this? Oh, my God, what is this? And he read a three-minute three minute poem 
that he had written in five minutes. And it was about what is reality? Why am I here? What is this all about? And he was so, he was almost terrified because he didn't know he had this in him. And that's what five-minute, the kind of training that I've been using for so many years that really opens up who we are so quickly. So these books are all based on that. That is perhaps the, the basis of these books is learning how to do that. Um, very quickly, I don't want to go over all these again because they're long titles, but one of, the, one of the first was called Five-Minute Magic for Creative Writers, Send Your Critic on Vacation. And I did several others. Another one is Telling Your Story with the Five-Minute Muse. That, that is a rather long book, and it tells you from the very beginning how to begin to tell your story the way I've begun with my life. Uh, another one is called Creative Meditations with Your Five-Minute Muse, and that's about using some simple art techniques to open up your creativity so I think I, oh, one more thing I do want to mention is that I'm now writing fiction, and I'm writing with a collaborator, and we're writing stories that are coming in so quickly we take turns. One of us starts and says, mm -hmm. once, uh, okay, am I taking too much time with this? No, no, continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one of us starts by saying, once upon a time there was a serious girl or whatever we think of and then the next person starts writing from that point and we got so carried away we we wrote about 13 stories in a month and wow. we're, we're still doing it every once in a while we say well do you think we ought to take a break and stop this and when we try to take a break we get depressed <laughs> because <laughs> Being involved in this kind of creativity is such fun that we don't want to stop, and we're getting better and better and learning more and more. So I think that's enough about the five-minute news for now. Yeah, that's great. They always say everybody's got a story in them. It just you are one of the special people that has lots of stories in you. Uh, and that fast writing you uh, make everybody do, is that like automatic writing as well? I don't call it that, although it does start to feel automatic. I don't like the name, the old channeling idea is that something, something comes through you. It's like something else from somewhere, somebody else comes through you, and I don't believe that. I believe that each of us is so much bigger than we thought we were. And we have, like you talked about, the racial consciousness, I think that's what he called it, but the consciousness that we're all really connected to, but of course we forget, again, in the distraction of our very complicated life these days. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't call it automatic, but it's definitely coming from a part of you that you would be very excited and enriched by connecting with. Mm. What is a creative sanctuary and why is it necessary? Well, a creative, I'll tell you one part of my story is that I was in a uh, mystic order. I took life vows 
in a mystic order that was something like the very ancient kind of Christianity, although I, I, I'm everything now. I'm not only one thing. But I lived like that, and we had a sanctuary. And every time we came home, and we usually had to work in very painful, difficult jobs, like with uh, homeless people. I mean, it was hard for me, homeless people and people who were sick and dying. So when we came home, we went to the chapel, and we took off our shoes. That's very important because the shoes were part of the world, the 3D world. We took them off. We went into this dark, beautifully lit place where it was totally silent, and we let go of everything and just breathe into silence and listen for what would come. Now, I've taken that idea, and I still have a creative sanctuary, and anybody can make one just by maybe a corner of a room and putting materials that you want to play with, uh, having, of course, you, you might have your laptop or paints, or I like collage, so I usually have a great big box of materials. But the important part is that you turn off the phone, you don't have anything that can interrupt you or distract you for just even five minutes a day. So that's the important thing. And you sit there and you soak in your own energy and you could play, you could start a drawing, uh, you could do many different things or you could just sit there and be. So that's what a creative sanctuary is. And why is it necessary? to help you open so up more? Okay, for me it's necessary. You know, I think it's necessary for everyone because, again, we're living in the most distracting period that ever has been with all of these things hitting us every day and all the worries. So it's like when I was in the order, we have to let go of it and experience something beyond that, or I think I would get very depressed if I stopped that, and uh, I think that many people who don't know about it would very much, uh, could learn to relax and enjoy their creativity if they would, if they would create this kind of a sanctuary for just even a few minutes a day. It's really about meditation, I guess. Right, and stopping and taking care of you, you know. Yeah, Instead of yeah. being like a, a hamster in a cage running all the time. Right. What, what are the whole brain tools offered in your books, classes, and coaching ses- sessions? And how do they okay. dissolve memory and writing blocks and send the inner critic on vacation to reach deeper levels of creativity? Yeah, that's a big sentence. Uh, okay, I'll, just, I'll describe a few of them. I think I mentioned one. The, the engineer who reached this whole different part, he, he had been living in one room in his, in his brain or his mind for seven, 70 years or so. And, and opening up to free flow writing immediately gave him access to other rooms in his mansion. So free flow writing is a very easy thing that anyone can do. You can get a little five minute timer. I get it I get it at Dollar Tree. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but they have some 
wonderful little timers. And anywhere you are, you could set the timer for five minutes, and you can write as fast as you can. The reason you want to write very quickly is because we all have inner critics. And this is what stops most people's creative writing, is that once they start writing, they hear this voice in their head that says, this is stupid, you can't write, that's not good, and it tries to make you edit before you've even had a chance to express yourself and play. So that's why it's important to write as fast as you can because the critic is linear and it can't keep up with you when you're writing very quickly, so it goes on a vacation. So that is one very accessible technique that anyone can do and if you were to do it for even a week, write five minutes every day without stopping, without even knowing what you're going to write about, you mm -hmm. just write. So even if oh. you can't think of something, you say, I can't think of something, my toe hurts, but you must go on. So that's one of the easiest uh, accessible tools. There are many more, but I think we're, uh, I don't know if we have time for them. There's one called Mind Mapping. There is writing with your non-preferred hand, which can answer a lot of questions that your conscious, everyday mind doesn't know. Because the right, for most people who are right-handed, the left hand, if you can get yourself to write with it, it's very hard for me, but whole different experiences and energy comes out knowledge that you perhaps had as a child that wasn't even verbalizable somehow can come through when you draw or write with your non-preferred hand. So these are just a few of the tools that I use. Uh, did I miss any other part of that question? Uh, no, we're how good. Uh, how does uh, reconnecting with tastes, sounds, feelings, images, and wisdom of your life transform your awareness of who you are and bring new resources into the present. Yes. We use our senses, really. They are the most important things when we write because when people uh, get our experience through our senses, then theirs completely connect to it. I'll give you an example in a minute. Uh, okay. Here is one of my students wrote, first of all, she did a mind map where she used all of her senses, smells, sounds, images, feelings, and she just, it's a technique where very quickly in single words you connect, you, you make a pattern with all these senses, and then in five minutes she wrote this beautiful paragraph. I won't read you all of it because it's incredibly full of full of everything, but it starts like this, my love Bombay, I enter the city with its sweet stench of defecation, incense, flowers, and burning cow dung, on the side of the streets and all around, bony brown people sell a heavenly tea that lifts the smell of cardamom rising through the thick air, myriad purples, yellows, and deep oranges, she goes on and on. Tobacco vendors send a concoction of tobacco mixed with the delicious smell of spices. She goes on and on and on and on, and she wrote all this in, in five minutes after getting in touch with her senses. So this is, a, if you're a writer, or if you want to write, if you want to communicate, 
and really reach people, it's important to get in touch with this, your own sound, feelings, and images. Uh, there's a there's a wonderful a practice that we do called Tell Me From Your Childhood. Jean Houston wrote a wonderful book. What is the name of her book? Um, I can't think of it at the moment, but <laughs> but that's what it, it it's it's about going back to your childhood. Like, tell me about climbing a tree. Tell me from your childhood about climbing a tree. Tell me from your childhood about your favorite breakfast. When you mm. start remembering these things, you, you'll have a flood of memories coming back and you'll get in touch with different parts of yourself you forgot. Wow, that's good. You know, the, I think if people learn this technique that you talk about, they would be able to write more because it would come to them so much easier. You know, you always hear about people saying, I have writer's block or whatever. Yeah. You know. yeah, well, that's why I love teaching these classes. They're very exciting. I don't have a lot of patience, and that's why the five-minute magic works for me, Because and it works for everybody who really tries it with an open mind. It works, and you will be amazed at what can come out of you, because it's there. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem is it. It makes us stop because most of us don't do that. Let's go to the next uh, question. You talk about having a blind date with your infinite unknown self. What's that about? Okay. The infinite unknown self is this infinite consciousness that I mentioned in the beginning. We, that is what's really so exciting to me in my art. I tap right into it. I'm not at all interested in knowing what I'm going to paint this and I have an idea of what it's going to be. My experience is about having this blind date and finding out what will happen. This is what's coming through in our fairy tales now. We're writing the the most recent book is called Original Fairy Tales. Uh, what is the rest of it? Original fairy tales with art and heart. And that's what makes it wonderful is that we tune in. We don't have to know what we're going to do. We tune in to this infinite consciousness and have a blind day not knowing what will come and being surprised every day. And that's the same thing that can happen when you do free flow writing. When you just begin... To Right, without knowing what you're doing and allowing a deeper intelligence that we've been too distracted to to entertain, allowing it to come through. So I hope that gives you a little idea of what, what that's like. It yeah, that sounds wonderful. So how, do, how can you solve problems intuitively? Okay, solving problems intuitively. Well, again... Using some of these whole brain techniques, tuning into the part of your brain that you haven't really uh, connected with so much, like writing with your, if you're right-handed, you can ask a question. You can say, tell me why I have a backache. You can write some very practical things. You can, you can have a dialogue. Say you have a part of your body that you're having trouble with. You can have a dialogue with it. And you can ask it a question with your normal, everyday hand, 
And then you put the pen, it's nice if you start out by closing your eyes, taking a few breaths, snapping out of the busyness of your day, but then you take your pen in the other hand and answer the question, and it is very interesting what can come through. That hand, and it will say things that the other more consciously everyday hand connected can't do. So that's one of the things you can do. You can make drawings. For example, in my classes, I have people take the pen in their non-preferred hand, and that, that way they're not, conscious, they're not self-conscious. They know it's not going to look like a photograph they're drawing. So they, I will tell them, draw me a picture of your family sitting around the table. And, and they will do it, and they will be very not, not ex so happy about their drawings because their drawings will be a little scribbly. But through that drawing, they will be able to see all kinds of things about their family that they didn't even know. Some of their family members will be huge, and others will be small. Be sitting close together, others will be remote and far away. All kinds of things can come through. And again, you can answer, you can ask any kind of questions. You can also, uh, I, I use dream incubation. That's enough. Another thing you can do is, I have to take a drink of water. Dream incubation is another way of solving problems. Uh, you can do a mind map to intuitively find out more about what's going on. For example, if you've been having trouble with anger, you put the word anger in the middle of a page. This is kind of like a search engine. It's an inner search engine. And you put the word anger there and you kind of focus on it for um, a couple of moments. And then you can get in touch with the smell of your anger, the sound of your anger, the image of your anger, the feeling. And very quickly in this kind of shorthand way of mind mapping, you can get all kinds of information, even information about what to do with your anger, how to use it constructively, uh, what it's all about, where it came from in your childhood. And when I do uh, psychotherapy with people, I use mind maps, and I can get an entire uh, picture of their life just in a five-minute map. Wow, that's powerful. How does working with your themes, heroic myths, personal fairy tales, and fat fables eliminate your life's purpose and meaning? Yes, uh, this is, there's another, there's a wonderful book, this is a, there's a book about, well, of course, it comes from Jung, uh, archetypes, and uh, there's some wonderful books written about your, your own personal archetypes. We all have certain themes in our life, and you could describe them, well, you could describe different, different parts of you. We have an orphan, a wanderer a caregiver, a fool, a ruler, a sage. We have what is a warrior. We all have these different aspects of ourselves. And for some people, they will live their whole life with one main theme, like caregivers. Like a lot of women have heavy-duty caregiver themes, and they get very depressed when they have an empty nest because they haven't 
experience the other different parts of themselves. So it, this is an interesting thing to get in touch with. I'm trying to think of the woman who wrote a really good book, but at the moment, but you can just uh, Google it and, and ask for personal archetypes or archetypes, and you will come up with that. The reason we love to be writing our fairy tales, too, is that a fairy tale gives the essence. It summarizes what's going on. It takes your important theme, like I had a theme of loneliness, and I wrote my fairy tale starting with my little, she really wasn't lonely, but she was alone, but I wrote a lovely little fairy tale that really made sense to me about my life. So it's another way of looking in a very different uh, way and not being trapped in just the ordinary, everyday way of looking at your life. Sarah, let's go, go down to how people can reach you. We're down to 90 seconds, so I want to I make sure we, we give them okay. your website and different things yeah. you're doing and how they can reach you. Yeah, well, I'll tell them the easiest way. If My name, uh, I, I'm very accessible if you can Google me. Just This is my name, Sarah, S-A-R-A, no H, S-A-R-A. The last name is Deutsch. It's like Deutschland. And it's D-E-U-T-S-C-H. And you could find all my books just by saying Sarah, without an H, Deutsch, Amazon Books. If you want to see my art, you can say, this is without links because they're too hard to say over the, over the air, Sarah Deutsch Art, and you will come across all kinds of art places that I have. And if you can send me an email if you would like, a short version of uh, five-minute news, uh, send your critic on vacation, I will send it to you. You can get my, my email address by looking at Sarah Deutsch Amazon Books or Sarah Deutsch Art and send me an email. Uh, I also coach writers, and I'd be delighted if somebody wanted some coaching help. And I have classes at Wise Woman University. All you have to do is, is Google Wise Woman University and say, telling your story. So I Sarah, I'm sorry. Easy. We're kind of out of time. It just goes so <laughs> fast. And it, all right. It was great having you as a guest. And, Thank um, you. It was very informative, and I know that everybody will be happy to look up, get in touch with you. But we are over now. Thank you. Bye.